Welcome to Local Ventures, a podcast where you get an inside look into local businesses in the greater Boston area with financial advisor, Ariel D'Angelo. Ariel sits down with local entrepreneurs and professionals to discuss their businesses, what's worked, what hasn't, and how they made it happen, and their favorite local spots. And now, here's your host, Ariel D'Angelo. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Steve Hanna, a true martial arts veteran with an impressive 35-year journey in the field. With a remarkable ninth-degree black belt in the art of Shaolin Kempo Karate, Steve's expertise and dedication is unparalleled. In 1991, Steve realized his dream by establishing his very own martial arts school, where he has been guiding and instructing students of all ages ever since. His passion for teaching extends beyond just karate, as he also imparts his knowledge of Tai Chi and Qi Kung, enriching the lives of his students with these ancient practices. Join us as we delve into Steve's extensive experience, uncover the wisdom he's gained throughout his martial arts journey, and explore the transformative power of Shaolin Kempo Karate, Tai Chi, and Qi Kung under his expert guidance. All right, good morning, and thank you, Steve, for joining us today. My pleasure. Awesome. So I'm so excited to have you here, especially going into the summer, because this is when so many people, especially kids, are looking for fun stuff to do. So tell us a little bit about uh, Valaris and how you got started. Well, we are a martial arts school located in downtown Walpole, Massachusetts, and we've been in business now for 32 years. And we got started when I began taking lessons myself and really enjoyed it and saw how much fun my instructors were having. And I decided to make it a career. So I went about doing whatever I needed to do uh, to make that happen. That's amazing. So what type of martial arts do you practice and teach? It's called, I'm sorry, it's called the Shaolin Kempo Karate, which doesn't mean much to most people, but it's a fusion of Karate, which predominantly comes from Okinawa and Japan, Kempo and Shaolin, which are Chinese. That's amazing. And what kind of makes those the two styles unique? Well, uh, with karate, you're talking about strong linear movements with a lot of power. With uh, Shaolin, you're talking about pattern-oriented movements uh, with uh, circular movements, and Kempo is a nice bridge between the two. It has both hard and soft movements to it. So it's a well, very well-rounded system of martial arts and self-defense. That's really cool. And how old were you when you got started? I took my first lesson at age 27. That's awesome. And, and a lot of people, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> a lot of people uh, ask me that question and they're surprised to learn that I did not start as a child. <laughs> I think I got up to Purple Belt. <laughs> as a kid um but i know that i've gone back as an adult and i've done uh just here or there one or two um different martial arts classes and it is so much i swear i think it's almost it's more fun as an adult <laughs> yeah but it is as a kid because kids are always running around and wrestling and battling with their siblings and things so um yeah i definitely had a really good time with that as an adult <laughs> it's a lot of fun and how big are your class sizes usually well, the adult classes average anywhere from 15 to 20, and the kids' classes, we have more of those because there are more kids in the school than adults. So uh, the typical 
kids class would be anywhere between 10 and 15. Gotcha. Probably need need a little bit more supervision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But our, our student-teacher ratio was very good. That's fantastic. And how and the whole time that your business has been open, it's been in Walpole? Yes, it has. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. What do you feel like really sets your business apart from other martial arts studios? Well, we emphasize very much both physical and mental aspects of training, especially character development for the kids. We base our curriculum around what we call the three rules of the school. One is respect for others, one is self-discipline, and the other is self-control. We take an active role in instilling those values in our students. Most martial arts schools will tell you that they do that, but it's more of paying lip service to it. We take an active role in doing it. And what are some of the ways you take that active role? We give them a booklet when they first enroll that has really fun assignments in it. And every time they complete one of these fun assignments, they get a special reward. And these assignments are built around those three rules of the school, respect, self-discipline, and self-control. That's one way we do it. Another way we do it is verbally in class, almost every class, we talk about one or more of those three rules, define them, ask the kids question about them, and then roll with it. And we also okay. encourage the parents to reinforce this at home. That's amazing. And honestly, I feel like though that's kind of the trifecta right there, the recipe for success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if you can achieve all three. Um, I especially feel like self-discipline um, with kids, that has to be probably one of the most impactful things that you can really teach a child and how much of an impact that will have on them throughout their entire their youth and then into their professional and then later on in their personal lives. It is. It's very rewarding to have a parent come up to us and uh, tell us about some things that their kids have gotten out of the program and they relay the fact that they're starting to show more self-discipline and the other rules as well at home. It's always fun to hear that. It's always yeah. good. That's got to be so rewarding. And what's one of your biggest accomplishments that you're most the, most proud of? For myself personally or in the business? We'll go one one in one. <laughs> okay. Well, personally, I have achieved the rank of ninth degree black belt, which is nine out of 10. <laughs> Ten is the highest you can go. And I've gotten to ninth, uh, which I never thought I would do when I first started. I didn't think that was something that I would achieve, but I've done that. And I'm very proud of that. And professionally, I think it's just our longevity. The fact that we've been around for so long and I have students who are uh, parents of students and the parents were students of mine when they were kids. Oh, that's amazing. I love and that. It's, yeah, it's pretty, it is pretty amazing. It's, it's um, a reminder of how old I'm getting, but it's still pretty cool. That's, that's got to be really cool to experience. It is. What kind of motivates and drives you? Oh, it's, it's fun. I love it. I, I, I just, it's just so much fun. Even now, after all these years, I still have a blast teaching classes. And I just, I, I love it. I, I'm one of those rare people who can say they love what they do. And I just found my niche in life. So yeah, that's it. That's, that's fantastic. And 
when somebody signs up for class, like how how long are the do the classes go for? Can they just come in for kind of a, a try a drop by kind of to t- see what it's like, or how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. We do have an introductory program. We give them two private lessons and two group classes for twenty nine dollars, and that's just an amazing uh, opportunity for them to try it out and see if they like it, and then. If they try it and they have a good experience, they can enroll in one of our regular programs. Our programs are ongoing. So once a student uh, begins with us, they can stay with us for as long as they like. And classes range from 35 minutes to an hour, depending on the age of the student. And for for the adults that are probably looking for some type of, you know, workout from their uh, getting off from behind a desk or whatever they're doing throughout the day, um, how much of a a workout is the, if you're not in shape, is it something they can kind of jump in with? Or if you're looking for something to really push yourself, is that another, a, a good path for you as well? Uh, it is a good workout. And um, one of the frustrating things that I hear sometimes is uh, when I hear an adult say, well, I'm going to start taking martial arts when I'm in better shape. Right? I mean, that's like, that's like saying a child is going to start sm- school when they get smart. <laughs> right? I mean, you can use the martial arts to get in shape. Yeah. And everybody goes at their own pace. There's no pressure for anybody to keep up with anybody else. Um, if somebody is really out of shape, they can take the time getting into shape. And if they're in good shape already, they can push themselves even more. So it really is uh, individualized to each person. Yeah, that's fantastic, especially um, when you've, because I think for adults, especially women, sometimes when they're trying something new, it's usually bring a bring a friend. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> bring a yeah. friend event. And uh, I think, and it also helps, you know, keep you motivated and keep you on track. And I, but it is, you know, you're not always going to be at the same fitness level that your friend is. So it's so great that you can kind of be in one class together and both be having a really fun experience. But happy with what you're getting out of it and also not overwhelmed if you're on the other end of the spectrum right we do encourage people to bring a friend and people will usually feel more comfortable if they can start a new activity with somebody that they're familiar with and they feel comfortable with what's your biggest pet peeve in the gym <laughs> biggest pet peeve is uh oh, that's a tough one um you know Sometimes you have parents that think they know more than you do. I call them armchair masters. And, uh, you know, uh, that's that's a little frustrating sometimes. <laughs> I think, about martial arts. They know more about you about martial arts. Put it that yeah. Way. Yeah. You armchair. just need to whip out your black belt, your ninth degree black belt. And, uh... <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um. In terms um, of kind of the business and and how you've gotten here, what are some of the goals that you're setting for yourself um, in the in the years to come? Well, the general goal has always been to bring the benefits of the martial arts to as many people as we can. And one of the ways we do that, we do a lot of community outreach, we do public events, we do in-house events. Um, so the goal is to keep that ball rolling. And we do that, again, through public outreach mostly. And there's a lot of word of mouth, too. Yeah. When you were a little kid, what did you want to do? I wanted to be an astronomer. 
Oh, that's pretty cool. What was yeah, your was... what was your pre- prior career before when you were twenty seven? Oh well, I had a lot of jobs. I worked in retail for a little while. I worked as a I worked in a bank for a little while, and um, it, it was fine. There was noble no noble professions, but I got a little tired of working really hard so that other people can make the real money. So I decided, you know, it'd probably be better just to go into business for myself. So that's what I did. Have you always considered yourself having that entrepreneurial spirit? I've always had the idea behind it. You know, I was perfectly happy working in those jobs, but it was just something a little, I wanted a little bit more um, for myself. Not that I've made a whole lot of money doing this, but again, the rewards, the pros far outweigh the cons. I mean, you own your own business, you write your own paychecks, you set your own schedule, and you're your own boss. And I have nobody looking over my shoulder, but again, if I make a mistake, it's my fault, and uh, I'm my harshest critic, so it's worked out pretty well. It's that practice self-discipline. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You got to practice what you preach, right? You got to walk the walk the talk. That could not be more true. <laughs> do you <laughs> compete yourself? I do not compete, but I've gotten to the point where I now organize the competitions. Gotcha. So you've already you surpassed the competitions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've surpassed that <laughs> that level. Yeah, that's awesome. And if somebody was getting started in the mar- in martial arts, what's one of your biggest pieces of advice for them? I would say, do your research. You know, um, don't have any, a lot of people who want to study martial arts have some preconceived notions about what they want to study because their friends, cousins, brothers, son studies a certain martial arts, so that's what they want to do. My advice would be to do some research, look around, go into some different schools, different styles, watch classes, talk to the instructors, tell the instructors what your goals are, and determine whether or not you can meet your goals in any individual school and then make an informed, intelligent decision about where to start, when to start, and how to start. That makes a lot of sense. And um, when you're thinking about um, if somebody wanted to make a career switch and and become an instructor, what would be some of your advice for them? I would say, again, do your research. Um, can I plug a book here or at least mention a book? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you, um... Yeah. So there's a book called, um, oh, boy, now I can't remember the title. Um, uh, okay, but anyway, I read it years and years and years and years ago. But it's a book about people who want to start their own business, um, the entrepreneurial myth or something like that. And Is it the e-myth? The email. That's it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have you read great, it? Great, great book. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's uh, all highly about... recommend any business owner definitely go read that. <laughs> Absolutely. There's the e-myth and the e-myth revisited. Yep. And it's about for your listeners. It's about people who think that when they start a business doing something they like to do, it's going to be fun and easy. You know, it's just going to be easy because they like to do it, and it can be fun, but it's a lot of work. And the e-myth is the the myth that people don't realize just how 
much work it is. And then they get into the business and they find out that it is hard. So again, do research, make sure it's something you want to do, set yourself up for success. And there's those three roles in the E-Myth, right? There's the technician, the instructors who's actually doing it. There's the manager who's making sure everything is going according to plan. And then there is that entrepreneurial role of how you're going to grow the business and into those 30 plus years that you've seen success with. What of those three roles do you feel like is your strongest and which of those is your weakest? Well, uh, I'm a good organizer, really good at organizing and good at following through, but I don't always have the vision that I would like to have, you know, anticipating trends in the business and different ways, thinking outside the box. That I think is something that I could improve upon. And I'm, of course, always trying to improve upon. But if I had a weakness, that would be it. And my strength yeah. is in the organization part. That's awesome. And apparently a wax on, wax off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That I think would be my pre, that was my preconceived notion prior to doing karate myself. <laughs> hey, the Karate Kid's a great movie. <laughs> it really is. What did, did you see the second one? I've seen all the ones that they've come out with. Um, and the, the original, of course, is usually yeah, the best. Nothing yeah. ever can beat that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's fantastic. And um, when yeah, it I comes- teach lessons out of that. Mr. Miyagi's philosophy, I teach lessons out of what he taught Daniel. Yeah. That's okay. What's, give us an example. <laughs> well, there's a scene in the movie where Mr. Miyagi asks Daniel, are you ready? Daniel says, yeah, I guess so. And Mr. Miyagi sits him down and he says, no, 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 no. He says, you walk, on, you walk next to a road. If you walk on one side of the road, you're, you're safe. If you walk on the other side of the road, you're safe. You walk in the middle of the road, pretty soon you're going to get squashed. And he says, you karate, yes, or you karate, no. You karate, guess so, you're going to get squished like a grape. I just, I love that scene. So I actually, sometimes I'll ask my students, are you ready or we're going to do this and that? And they seem a little bit, they're not, their mind isn't quite there. And so I use that lesson to focus them on what we're doing. Honestly, I think that instilling confidence in kids like that and helping to encourage them on whether it's yes or no, or it's how high you can jump or how much weight you can lift or anything. If, if you have just the confidence to back whatever your answer is, it's just that's such an important thing that I feel as though, especially with kid, young kids, they don't ever have enough of. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, especially these days where uh, there's just so many things pulling kids in different directions and so many flashing lights and colors and smartphones and so many things that to pull their attention away from focus that it's important now more than ever. Absolutely. Are you, um, are you thinking, do you, do you have like games that you, I'm sure there's lots of like games that you guys do and little, uh, I remember we had to do, we, we got to break a, break a piece of wood. <laughs> now, do you do stuff like that still? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when we'd have a, an event where we'll go out into the public and we'll set up a booth, usually we'll do something like board breaking. Uh, to draw attention to our booth and let people have a little fun, get a little confidence. 
it's not that hard. When you see people breaking boards, it's usually a softwood like pine. Uh, it's not, nobody breaks oak or maple. It's always something softer like pine. So, it, but, so it's relatively easy and it's a lot of fun and it helps build confidence. And then we do in class, we try to make our classes fun. But at the end of class, if the students are good in class with their self-discipline, respect, self-control, we'll do a game with them. We'll play some sort of a really fun game for the last five minutes, get the excitement up, get them tired so they can go home and sleep and uh, have fun with them. So yeah, that's what we do. That's fantastic. And are you being local and right in downtown Walpole, um, what's your favorite spot to go for food or drinks? Well, there's the Raven's Nest, which is a stone's throw away. Uh, if I'm looking for a, a good burger and a nice atmosphere, and if I'm looking for a pizza or a sub, um, there's um, a first sandwich shop just down the street. That's awesome. And how about a local hidden gem you like to go to check out? Moose Hill. Moose Hill Audubon. It's um, tucked away in the woods. Uh, and it's it's a wonderful place to go if you like to hike or just hang out in nature for a while. That's where I like to do. Awesome. And where can listeners find you? They can find me online at www.valarikarate.com. And we're on Facebook as well. Perfect. And they're also located right downtown Walpole. And you can come down and you can take your intro class for $29, which is unbelievable, and get your feet wet. Thank you so much, Steve. This is great getting to know you and learning more about Valaris. No, I appreciate you inviting me and thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Local Ventures podcast. Please don't forget to like and share this podcast with other members of our community and support all of our amazing small businesses. If you have a great experience with a business that services the towns of Medfield, Dover, Westwood, and Walpole, please go to the localventurespodcast.com and nominate a business or register your own to be featured. We also have all of the contact information for Valaris Martial Arts, as well as our previous guests. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Local Ventures Podcast to find out who our next guests will be and for some inspiring quotes. And as always, shop and hire your local businesses first. <laughs>